is not gold. Well, old Red, he's getting older. And last Saturday. Welcome to our first uh, podcast under the new name Deserve. Uh, obviously, we're using the name of our magazine to rebrand our podcast and deserve if you ever look at the cover of deserve magazine right above the word deserve it says you and then underneath the word deserve says an amazing retirement you deserve an amazing retirement and that's not a right that's something that you have to actually go after so it it takes effort to get the retirement that you might dream of you've got to work for that and you've got to be careful and you've got to overcome the great hurdles that are being stacked ahead of all of us because uh, as quickly as retirement is coming, as fast as that race is getting, the more hurdles they're putting up in front of us. And it doesn't take much to to know that this is something that uh, is going to be a clear and present danger for any baby boomer like myself as we look at retirement. Uh, joining me on this podcast today, I have Pat Charles Ivanella. Pat's been around a long time here with me and we actually did some live radio work uh, back in two years ago, I guess it's been now, and uh, yeah. Pat would come in as a guest on the radio show, and we'd talk about different topics. So Pat is going to be helping me along the way. He is uh, basically in charge, w- along with Anthony, the art director of the Deserve magazine. So the two of them are putting out that beautiful magazine. If you haven't seen it, uh, make sure you write down deservemagazine.com and go check it out. It's a digital version of the magazine, and Pat, you got like – all kinds. I, I thought I heard an elk call the other day when you were working on the magazine. Did that make the cut? Is that in the digital version? That's in the digital version. Uh, it's a, a wonderful seven-day trip through Yellowstone. It's a winter wonderland trip through Yellowstone. So I threw in some some buffalo and, and moose calls and bear calls and wolf calls. Uh, I think I might even have a screeching eagle in there too. Right? Well, we can't do that in the paper version. <laughs> you know, we tried to get the old things from the birthday cards where you open up a page and something plays, but that's not working in a magazine. No, there's so. no pop-ups in this magazine. Yeah, no. So if you, if you want to try out the digital side of it, I think they're doing a great job with that. And so you can go to deservemagazine.com and uh, check it out. The uh, newest issue is just coming out now. And part of the podcast series, we'll highlight different things that are in the magazine. You can even go backwards, which is kind of cool. You can go back to the uh, the first copy, which uh, I'm real proud of. I actually did write a story similar to Pat's Yellowstone. It was my early retirement trip. I decided that while I was young and healthy, I wanted to take my family out to the Rocky Mountains and uh, take a ride over the Continental Divide. So that's in our um, what we called our August version of the magazine. It's called Rocky Mountain Cry, uh, C-R-Y, and I'll leave it up to you to go check out the website to see why I named that. Very, very emotional uh, copy that I wrote. It's uh, I was told I could have 1,500 words. What did I end up giving you guys? I think it was like 2,700. It was like 3,500. <laughs> Anyhow. So uh, today we're going to do a continuation of last Wednesday's webinar, and that was uh, All That Glitters, Not Gold. And uh, that was a cool song. I forget, Ant, who was the person on that song? That uh, who's, who's the uh, artist for that song? So that was, uh, I can't see it, Dan, Dan Seals. So Dan Seals, uh, if you want to check it out, you can go on your favorite source of downloads and check out Dan Seals, All That Glitters Is Not Gold. Great song. Uh, I try to find a good song to go along with the topic. And, uh, you know, I like country music and Dan Seals, obviously a real good country star. So check that out on your favorite uh, download station. So 
Following up on Wednesday night, good webinar, a lot of good questions. Uh, couldn't get to all of them. We try, and trust me, we leave the webinar open for 25 minutes after we stop, and people are still sending questions in. And that's a good feeling for, for me and for our entire team here as we try to put together interesting topics for webinars. When when you can do a live webinar and get buried with questions, that means we're hitting a, a, a nerve. So Pat's going to throw us out some of the questions that came in. Uh, Pat, I think we'll just go with a first name and a last initial if you want to just, because they're going to be listening to this because we, we promised we would do this. Do you want to give a background about what that webinar was? A short synopsis Well, we can, it? yeah. So uh, that's true. I guess if, you, if you're if you new to the podcast and you, you didn't go to the webinar, um, the podcast, I'm sorry, the webinar had to do with not so much gold, right? Everyone thought I was getting emails before the webinar. Hey, I'm, I'm not interested in buying gold. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not interested in you buying gold either. Uh, it's not about silver. It's not about gold. It's about perception. It's about what we believe is valuable. And when you're in the retirement planning phase and you get that 401k statement, right? You get that piece of paper in your hand and you look on it and it says a million two. And last month it was a million one. And before that it was 875. Well, what you what you see as value is the growth inside that document, that piece of paper. But is it really what you believe it is? Is that number, is it really valid? Is it something that you could walk into your bank with, put it on the teller's table and say, hey, can I borrow money on this? You, you, what you start to realize is that it might be one of the, the most precious looking things to you on paper, but you really should know if it in fact is gold or is it potentially fool's gold. So I think understanding that all that glitters isn't gold is a very appropriate topic for this conversation. It's about valuations. Uh, I showcased Amazon, right? So one of my favorite companies. And quite honestly, if I could go back in time, I would have been buying stock in Amazon the day it went on its IPO because I believe that the company had something great when it was just selling books. You know, it was Bezos selling books out of his garage at one point. But when he turned that into a distribution model, man, that just seemed like it was going to be one of the most brilliant things. And when Amazon Prime came out, I was one of the first people to pay the $99 and take the free deliveries. And I knew that that was going somewhere. But, but I, I think that webinar Talk about your first slide, how you led into that webinar, how you got people hooked. Oh my into gosh! That so, so it's very funny because I've I've actually been getting this from some of our advisors. We have about seven hundred advisors across the country, and a lot of them do check out the webinar. And uh, I had a call the next day, and and a guy was talking to me, and at the end he said, "Hey Brett, how much you want for that truck?" So it was interesting because this the first slide that I started with was a picture of my wood truck, right? So I'm. I'm here in the Hudson Valley of New York. I'm not in New York City. I'm I'm a I'm a country music guy, right? I've got an old pickup truck. I burn firewood. I I I, I love being outdoors. So I have a 1987 one-ton GMC utility body truck, and I had a picture of it sitting in my driveway, loaded with firewood. Rather beat up. Oh, it's beat up. I, I actually said there's not anything that glitters on that truck. There's not a shiny thing. I even made fun of it that it hasn't had a gas gauge in probably 15 years. Kind of reminds me of that scene from planes, trains, and automobiles, and they're driving <laughs> yeah, that burned yeah. vehicle down the road. There you go. So it, it kind of is like that. And, and Anthony's on the control board here, and he knows. he was. Anthony was actually riding with me one day, coming back from cutting firewood, and we watched this 
herd of deer, right? So, I mean, it was like a real herd of deer running. And I looked over at Anthony and I said, Anthony, hold on. And uh, one of the deer ran right into the side of the door and he kind of had his eyeball looking right at me through the window like, holy cow, where'd you come from? But, uh, you know, that's the old wood truck and that's part of uh, part of the story. Anyhow, so we had the wood truck on there. And what I was trying to do is make a point of perception versus reality. So I showed the picture of the truck. I said it's worth about 1500 bucks. Anything that can haul firewood is worth money today. And uh, But the truck has no radio, hasn't had a radio, I don't think... I don't even remember when I had a radio. I actually tell people I had that truck longer than my son, and he's 28 years old now. So um, the truck I ended up putting the value at 1500 bucks. that's a real value. I wouldn't sell it for any money, to be honest. Well, I probably would. But $1,500, and then I, I ended up going to the truck later, and I put a value on the truck. I said, but I will take $47,000 for the truck today. And then I kind of just paused, and I wanted everybody to think about that. Like, why would I put a value of $47,000 on a $1,500 truck? It's all it's worth is $1,500. Well, the reality was is I did a multiple. And that's when I was starting to get people to understand where I was headed with this. What do you buy when you own stock? What is it really worth? What is it being valued at? What is your perceived value of it? And that's where we have to be very, very careful. Amazon is a company that is trading. Now, remember, that stock is over $3,000 per share. And it's trading at, I believe it was 190-something. I forget what the number was. I think it was trading about 100 and plank, whatever, 100 times its value. So in other words, for Amazon to reach the value of $3,000 per share, the company would have to increase its, its revenue by over 100 times, right? It's just not something that makes sense when you look at it that way, you're buying something that you really like. You really like the, the company, what it does. But that ship has sailed. It, that's already been valued and multiplied and multiplied. So when you have that and you're part of the S&P, even if it's part of your mutual fund, you are buying Amazon at well over 100 times its value. And then I showcased the next company I picked on was Uber, right? So another company that I believe in, I think Uber... Hell, Uber should be making a ton of money, right? It's got there. I see them all over the place. I'm upstate New York, and I see Ubers and 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 Lyfts running all over the place. But the company has yet to make a profit, and it's trading at over. I believe it's over. I forget what the number is on it. I apologize. I don't have that number in front of me. But uh, Uber, can you look it up, man? What's Uber trading at today? And the price on Uber. I don't know how many shares are out there. There's a gazillion shares out there. The company has not made a profit yet. The IPO market is going bananas. Some of these new IPOs that just came out, um, and and I was listening to one that just came out recently, and it it launched, and the, the IPO ended up going out double. Now, the company put its stock into Wall Street at a certain price, and the this, the Wall Street is the one that's actually making the multiple right now because the stock went up over double. So anyhow, when we go into this idea, the whole thing here is valuation. What are we buying? What is it worth? What do you have right now? What is your gold? And is it really glittery or is it potentially consequential? With that said, tonight I'm doing another live webinar and I'm doing a follow-up to that one and it's called the disposition effect. And that's about why what we perceive 
and what we believe and what we hope will end up forcing us to lose in a catastrophic market crash. And so that'll be the follow-up to this podcast will be the uh, the disposition effect, which I think is really important. So for those of you that did uh, attend the All That Glitters is Gold webinar, thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to try to hit some of your questions now and follow up on it. And uh, so what do we got, Pat? So, you know, that, that webinar really got people thinking. And there were some really good questions that came in, and they came in fast and furious when you opened it up. Uh, one came from Bill, and he asked, uh, are we in a so-called melt-up, and is that are we heading for a bubble burst? And where would, should we put our money if uh, stocks is not the place? So we did a, an interview with uh, Jimmy Morrison. He's the director of the movie The Bubble. Uh, we gave out 300 of the movies on DVD, um, the melt-up is part of that conversation. So a melt-up is when the frenzy of the market takes the valuations up to like where we are today, right? So when, when Bill asked that question, uh, I think I actually did hit this one on the webinar because I thought it was so insightful that he, he asked that question because the, the melt-up term, I haven't heard it for a while now, but a melt-up is typically when the markets run ahead of what's logical. We're in a pandemic we have people that can't buy food. We have people that haven't worked. We have restaurants closing in major cities, may never open again, and yet the stock market keeps setting record highs. That could be considered a melt-up, Bill. You're right. And what happens with a melt-up is that when everyone realizes, you know, it's almost like the gravity when you're jumping on a trampoline. When you hit that apex, when you're up as high as you go, <laughs> you know you're going down. So um, the melt-up is a real concern for most people. And if you're a fundamentalist and you believe that valuations can tell you when the melt-up is happening, we have got ridiculous high valuations right now. So I do believe that we could be in a melt-up bill, especially with what's going on in the political space. Um, just a few weeks from now, we'll have an election in, in the state of Georgia that could determine whether or not the second wave is a blue wave uh, that, that didn't hit us the first time. And um, you know, there, there's a lot to be worried about. So I'm, I'm trying to help people understand, don't get caught up in the glittery. You, you got to know what you have. And, and this is a big part of it. So I do believe that we have a melt up in process. So I got another question from another bill. And I think I know where Bill was going with this. So he's how confident are you that those uh, that where we have our money won't Uncle Sam won't come after it if it's uh, in a uh, an account right now? I mean, you talk about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and how it, you know it's going to sunset in twenty five and this possible change in the uh, administration could affect where people have their money now and and you know the tax man's coming so so I, so I think that question was kind of leading towards the Roth conversion idea we talk a lot about Roth conversions and that has a lot to do with tax cuts and jobs act um, for those of us that share our personal opinions here the tax cuts and jobs act it may represent a really great opportunity based on some of the um, the allowances that came in with the tax cuts and jobs act to do Roth conversions and most people were prohibited from doing these things because they made too much money. So the, the question from, and who was that that had that question? That was, that was another bill. Another bill? Yeah. Another bill. <laughs> a lot of bills. Uh, a lot of bills, like, like being down in Washington. Um, so, yeah, Bill, so the idea here is that the United States, as, as much as we, we don't like some of the policies and the way things are done, it is pretty forthcoming when it comes to grandfathering and for – setting the uh, the deadlines for things to take effect. So if they do make a change in the future on the Roth conversion, which I really don't see how they can do it, it would be double taxation. 
um, or they would just be reneging on the whole concept of the Roth conversion. But uh, I think it would be one of the last places that the government would go. It'd be right probably down there with confiscation um, before they'd actually start reneging on on contracts that people did and, and paid the government taxation. So I think there's a lot more to worry about than that. But, you know, everything's a worry when when you're blazing new trails when it comes to a nation that's now over $27 trillion in, uh, in debt, public debt. So there's another question from Robert. Uh, he wants to know what your thoughts are regarding annuities. Okay, Robert, tough one. So, uh, you know, the, the Ken Fisher uh, marketing model was to throw everything that you could against the idea of an annuity because annuities, they take money out of the market, right? So an annuity is an insurance product. Uh, an annuity is something that is, is generally protected, um, like most insurance products are. Now, there's variable annuities. Those are annuities that are in the market. So those are annuities that people manage, and there's fees attached to them. And they're typically what give um, the annuity the bad name, are these, uh, these variable annuities with high fees, et cetera. You hear a lot of that when people are talking down about annuities. But annuities have been under the gun lately because of how they grow. Uh, they take hedges, right? So it's kind of a hedge strategy and there's there's valuations, there's participation. So you have to be really careful. I, I would say that the majority of annuities are not bad, um, but I would also follow that by saying you have to have an understanding of what you want to do and then the annuity has to match that. If you want flexibility to access your money, there's annuities for that. If you want annuities, that'll give you the upside of the market and guard you from the downside. There's annuities for that. If you're looking to buy a pension, annuities are the way to do that. If you don't have a pension, guys, an annuity is a great way to protect your money and turn it into a long-term revenue stream. But it's not your dad's old annuity that when you die, you lose the money. Very few of those products are even entertained anymore because people are aware of, of the old you know, hey, I, I don't like that deal. That That's kind of sucky. I don't want to lose my money if I die. So, you know, what you have to have is somebody who really understands your needs. And that's what our, our blueprint programs do. We help create an understanding of needs. And once you have an understanding of what you're looking for, then you can articulate that both through a visual, through our blueprints, but through a conversation. And that is what our entire network, these 700 advisors that I talk about, they are experts in these type of things. And that is why we're so, we're, we're, we're always trying to ask you to open up your mind and take a conversation from these experts that we've aligned to help you with your blueprint. So uh, annuities, some are great, some are not so great, um, but it's like anything else. It has to fit you. That's a great lead into a question that John asked. He says, he, he asked, I'm considering a Roth conversion. I don't have an accountant or a financial advisor. Who can I talk to to help me? Well, there's a million cliches for that. And the obvious one is, well, if you had a brain tumor, you wouldn't be digging at it with a screwdriver. So the, the idea here is you have to have these people. And, and the fear, and I don't know what it is, I, I think that we're so cultured into being afraid that everybody is selling us something that we avoid some of the best free information that's available. And we created that for you with retirement architecture. So if, if you really want to know if something works, you have to be willing to open up and talk to an expert. And then you, you can ask the question. It's not rude to say to someone, do you charge me for your advice or how do you get paid? 
It is the underlying burning question of every single person that I've ever had the opportunity to speak to. And a lot of what I listen to the different advisors talk about is, you know, hey, I spent three hours with this guy. And at the end, he said, so how do you get paid? You know, and that if that's mm-hmm. in your way, ask it soon. Ask it right away and, and get it out of the way so that you can be open minded and listen to what the advisor has to talk to you. But you need somebody. Advisors earn their money when it comes time to being efficient with it. How do you get it out? How do you minimize taxation? How do you guard it against a market drop? All of these things are why you need to have an advisor and not just one. If you have an advisor that helped you grow your money for the last 10, 20 years, and maybe it's at Vanguard or Fidelity or one of the other you know large uh, companies that are known for accumulation of 401k, that person did their job and that was their job. Their job was to try to keep your money organized and performing. But it doesn't mean that they're going to be your distribution expert. That is what retirement architecture is all about. It's about the distribution side of retirement, not the growth side. We don't recommend investments. That's not what we do. We don't recommend buying gold. What we talk about is distribution and tax efficiency. Those are the foundations of any good retirement plan. So that is where you want to start. You want to start with a blueprint, talk to an advisor, know where you are. That is how you can can get past these questions, John. Don't be afraid. Talk to people. They're not going to steal money from you. So where should John start this retirement uh, blueprint journey? So, John, I'm assuming because you were on the webinar that you had already come in through one of our TV commercials or maybe from Deserve Magazine or or a, a referral from a friend. I don't know how you got into the system. But our blueprints are truly free. I get asked that question all the time. How do you guys make these gigantic blueprints for free? Uh, Well, they're not necessarily free. They're just free to you. You don't have to pay for blueprints. You know who does? The financial industries that are looking to get your attention. You are valuable. It's It's your retirement dollars that create the money that others get paid. Very, very rarely, unless you're dealing with an RIA who charges just for their time, will you be asked for a check. So in this space, you should be thinking about, you know, your money is creating value beyond what you'll be able to put in your pocket. These are dollars that typically aren't even available back to the uh, to the consumer. So, you know, as far as uh, what my recommendation would be is if you didn't get a blueprint, you can go to uh, getfreeblueprint.com. There is an ability there to uh, go and ask for your blueprint. It'll be just the same as if you went from a TV commercial. And I think we can actually, we have the TV commercial on there, right, guys? So we have the TV commercial there. So it's getfreeblueprint.com. You can see the TV commercial and say, oh, I know what people are doing now. Um, And there's also another site that you can go to is getfreeblueprint.com slash FB, like free blueprint. Um, There's a, we're testing that site out. It's got a little video introduction from me. So either way will get you to where you can get a free blueprint and get the process started. But that is the important thing is get the process started. Yeah, this is not so much a question, but it's from uh, Jeff. And he's just saying, I've been investing for decades and you're the first person I've heard not pitching the latest, greatest stock, but preservation. And I think you mentioned that before. And he just wanted to say thank you for talking about preservation. Yeah, I remember that question. So, Jeff, thank you so much for that. And. Uh, we appreciate the fact that our product is process, right? Our product isn't what you buy. It's how you organize your stuff. Our, our whole business is around a process. It's about visibility. It's not about pitching an annuity. It's not about pitching life insurance. It's not about pitching a better investment. 
than the other guy. It's about a process. It's about visualizing what everything you have is doing and how they tie together. You know, picture an array where if you click one number in the top left-hand corner and change it, everything else changes all the way down. That's what a blueprint is all about. So, you know, Jeff, I do appreciate you saying that because we work really hard to be nothing more than a process, not a product. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's been a tough year, 2020, and, you know, it's winding down. We're in the last days of it. Brett, can you just maybe give us or tell us what you see the roadmap for retirement architecture in 2021? 2021 is a year that I think is going to be a little bit of a hangover from 2020. Uh, obviously, the the vaccine is out and people are taking it. And we're, we're watching everybody from AOC to, you know, Biden getting their shots. So I think we're going to have a little continuation of 2020. 2020 into 2021, but we're going to be louder. We're going to be more consistent. Uh, you will see our advertisements all over television. Uh, we think that this is the year to really try to help the baby boomer get better control over uh, their money and, and an understanding of their money. So, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to 2021. That's great. And you said that you were, we're doing a webinar. We're doing a webinar tonight. Yeah, Anthony, tonight we do. Uh, maybe just give these guys a little uh, a little taste of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Tonight is a disposition effect. I, I will I will be showcasing basically three what I believe are powerful forces that are coming together potentially as we speak that could derail even the best retirement plan. Uh, one is the building of the national debt and how much that's costing this country. Number two is the bubble of the stock market. And number three is a behavior that I subscribe to. Um, and it's, it's based on a professor out of the uh, University of California, a uh, genius gentleman who basically spent his entire career studying the behavior of investors. And you are an investor. Uh, and what I can tell you is that if these three things come together, if in fact the national debt and the stock market bubble, if they start impacting retirement, and you start watching that statement of yours go lower and lower and lower, I will share with everyone on that webinar tonight why you will follow it to the bottom. And this time may not be like last time. Uh, The valuations are high. The country is in in a shambles. Our debt is where it's never been before. Uh, Corporations are not making the profits, and it's just a handful that we watch that, that lead these markets so much higher if you look at the S&P, half of the S&P is based on six companies, uh, now including Tesla. I love the car, but I don't believe they got a, a lock on the electric car vehicle market. So uh, what I would say to everyone out there is stay informed. Listen to these podcasts. Check it out. I'm going to try to commit to this once a week. I believe strongly in the message of the podcast. Um, and, of course, the, the webinars, You ha- once you get a blueprint, you'll get invited to all the webinars. But tonight... I think I'm going to give people a little bit of a uh, what they should be thinking about in 2021, which is really understanding the, the potential downside after 12 years of upside. So real important webinar tonight, and that'll be my goodbye for 2020. That sounds great. Don't forget to go to DeserveMagazine.com. Shameless plug, right, Anthony? DeserveMagazine.com. Yep, Deserve. And uh, don't forget, GetFreeBlueprint.com. If you didn't get your blueprint, go ahead and get that ordered right, up right away. So thanks, guys, for helping me out today, putting this together. Awesome. See you soon. But as for me, I've come to know everything that glitters 
not 